Taken. 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 It's not, it's not happening with him. I'll tell you what's the matter with life with that, that beautiful lady over there. Hey, baby, check out the gun show going on over here. Boom, boom, firepower. Where are they? Killing and making a choice. Hasta la vista, baby. That's not how the force works. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And we're live. All right, guys. So welcome to Oh So Curious, where we are three people, three curious minds, just trying to tell time. Um, with me today is Brian. Brian, say hi. Howdy, partner. <laughs> All right, Brian. And then also with us today is Magdalena, or as I like to call her in short, uh, Mags. So, Mags, how are you doing today? I'm great. Doing great. Hi, guys. Awesome. All right. So um, we're just gonna, you know, jump right into it. I know this. This is, I think, the first episode that's gonna go out into the world. So I just want to quickly introduce the show. Um, also curious, three curious minds trying to tell time. Basically, we're like a podcast format show. We love to talk about movies, TV shows, news stories, that kind of thing. Um, just kind of celebrate our fandom, and that's what the show is all about. So uh, we're gonna start off the show with basically these that we like to call quick hits so we each bring a story to the table and and you know we then react to it and talk about it like what's going on so we each you know go out and pick out a story during the week and then we you know bring it to the fore here and talk about it so the very first story that we have got to talk about is comes from basically Brian and Brian's gonna tell us all about a, a prequel series that's coming out for Yellowstone so Brian what's going on with that yeah, absolutely. Um, so, guys, there's a new marshal in town, uh, and his name is Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, so, basically, uh, Thornton has joined the upcoming Yellowstone prequel series, 1883, uh, which is going to be streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, so, basically, he's joining an already stacked cast uh, of uh, really well-known um, Actors and actresses, uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Sam Elliott. Uh, we remember Elliott from uh, The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher, obviously. Uh, so the announcement was made a couple of days ago, and uh, Thornton will appear in the guest star role playing the character of Marshall Jim Courtright. And uh, 1883 is set to premiere on Paramount Plus on December 19th. So guys, what, what do, do you think, think about that? that? Mags, you go well, first. I, yeah, I, I, I cannot wait. I'm a huge fan of Billy Bob Thornton. I have not seen the, um, the Yellowstone, however, but anything with him is, is guaranteed to be a success, I think. Uh, he's a great actor, and I'm sure he's going to be a great addition to, yeah. to the rest of the cast. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I heard about um, a while ago. This is, I, I actually, I didn't hear about the Billy Bob Thorne thing. What I heard about was more 
what's going on with with the show like they were developing like a bunch of new shows at Paramount Plus and then this was like one of them 1880 it's a prequel and they signed on the creator of the show uh, to like do like an entire like expanded universe from this like one show so um, yeah I mean it's it sounds exciting Billy Bob Thorne is a great actor he's won an Oscar he's been nominated several times so I, I can't wait to to see you know him him in another role he's gonna have a guest star role right so it's not yeah he's gonna be in every episode yeah he's like one of the main cast but he will be in and out so it's still be good to to have yeah and it seems like they're just building us up wasn't he married to angelina jolie at some point is that him yes uh yes i think he was he's been married a bunch of times i think he's been married like seven times well he's a good looking man yeah, uh, I mean, I hear that. For, the, for those of you who don't know Yellowstone 2 already, um, you know, Kevin Costner, wonderful actor. He's with an ensemble cast of uh, a bunch of talented actors and actresses already. Um, but it basically follows the family around who controls uh, the largest uh, ranch in the United States. And uh, basically, it's, you know, a lot of corruption that's taking place in a world where, you know, politicians are compromised by influential oil and lumber corporations and uh, you know people are basically looking to steal land away from him and uh, you know make millions off of it so um, yeah it's a one of the better series that I've seen in a, in a, in a while so it's definitely up there with like check it out. Breaking Bad and yeah stuff of that nature so sounds really good I'm definitely need to yeah. catch up Okay, so let's move on then. Um, that's uh, I mean, look, I'm excited about the show. This is going to be uh, one of one of I think several shows that are going to spring out from Yellowstone, and it's going to be on Paramount Plus. So it's going to be a great show to 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 watch and check out. But like right now, let's move on to uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is Mag's quick hit. So Max, tell us tell us what's yes. going on with this thing. So Knights of Old Republic is the game that was originally released in 2003, and it was all fun like all fate like ever favorite game ever like one of the best rpg arguably there out there um and apparently though there, there just hasn't been anything good produced since so um yeah so aspir with lucasfilm joined um southern interactive entertainment to have this creative collaboration and make a remake of this game um for PS5 and PC. Um, so for those of you who don't know, that happens for like Knights of Old Republic, also known as Kotor. It happens 4,000 years old before the event of the uh, Skywalker saga. So um, it's, a, it's a huge universe, universe you know, and um, I don't know, let's watch the trailer, shall we? <laughs> let's have a look. <laughs> Yeah, 
Peace is a lie. That is what the Sith believe. They promise power. Now they wield it. We face the greatest Sith in generations. They must be stopped. I showed it with you this guys before that I was I'm a huge Star Wars fan and that was yeah. one of the first games that completely opened my horizon to like more than just films like there is so much in there like in, in terms of Star Wars universe the first thing you saw in the trailer is one of the most it, he's called Darth Raven he's one of the most uh well a lot of people argue he's one of the most interesting and important characters in the whole uh, I mean, I mean, amongst all the Sith Lords that are in the in the whole canon, um, and the voice you heard is a uh, voice of Jennifer Hale, who's a famous who's famous for Star Wars um, voice acting, isn't she, for various characters? And we're super excited to have her back as also one of the key key roles uh, in the game, uh, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. Uh, yeah, the game and the story is definitely worth checking out and unfortunately we don't have release date for it just yet um but we'll definitely go back to it because i'll just make you guys talk about it on and on and on and um yeah that yeah. is it That's oh it looks it looks yeah. amazing i mean the, the graphics have come so far in games you know yeah right i mean it's just i would definitely play it just for that trailer i mean i'm not even and the game I'm not is even a huge, huge. Star Wars fan. yeah yeah it's huge. That's yeah. why I cannot imagine what they can possibly do to it. So, I mean, like, um, I'm wondering, like, that to me looked like live action, but it just as well could have, could have been completely animated, like that teaser trailer. Like, yeah. to me, that looks realistic. But <clears throat> that game, I well, mean... Well, I think that's the, how far were, graphics yeah. for games have come, that it looks just so realistic to a point where it looks like yeah. it's live action, so... Right, I mean, and that, I, I think the original game came out so long ago that I mean, it's the, an yeah. update is long overdue. So it's just fantastic to see that, um, and I'm excited for the game. Obviously, no release date, but Sony's working very closely with Aspire, which is the the development studio that's making the game. It's a game that you know it's gonna be one for uh, Star Wars fans to certainly look out for. And I think, obviously, Mags, as you said, it's it's very exciting to see something like that coming back because it was one of the biggest hits of of all the different Star Wars games that have been out there. I think it's one of the best ones yeah. um, over the years. But um, I. Also, I have a, I'm more than confident that this game, the story, has a tendency to attract brand new audience. Like, you don't need to be a Star Wars fan to get involved into the story. That's why, Brian, you would be a perfect kind of yeah. target audience for it, because you don't need to know anything about Star Wars. Everything's explained. Right, um, and I don't even think you necessarily is, yeah. have to be a hardcore gamer at the same time, too. No, this is definitely you not. Just like jump into and you know be very impressed and blown away with it just to just yeah. to start. So super yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Okay. What's your um, yeah. your quick hair? Yeah, no, I was gonna say like we gotta we gotta keep the ball rolling here, right? Like let's not hang <laughs> on this too long. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. So here, so here's my, my quick hit is basically something that Max couldn't do because she already picked 
Night of Knights of the Old Republic, and um, so it's, it's, we're going to talk about the the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Um, it's it's one of those trailers that's that's you know people have been watching for that, looking out for that for a long time, and Mags actually hasn't watched it like yet. So I'm excited to see what yeah. she thinks about it. I think Brian saw it in theaters when he went to see Shang Chi, and I've I've, I I've seen did, it like a yeah. hundred times by now. So Mags, I'm excited. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Just give me one second yeah. to load this trailer oh. up for you guys, okay? She can hardly wait. <laughs> As I said, when I was a kid, it was just Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Matrix. Nothing else mattered. So it, it was. It's a huge week for me. It's um, a lot. A lot is happening. Oh yeah, this is what you live for, though. I mean, this is like, you know, the zenith of of existence for you. You know. Yeah. It's. I mean, especially for the things that you thought you'd never come back, like. You thought Matrix was done. You thought, you know, that Knights of Old Republic, the game that was released, you know, almost 20 years ago, that's done. No, nope. yeah. we're, we keep the ball rolling. and that's It's almost like they it. do it on purpose, though. You know what I mean? Just to like, yeah. just to make you wait. And just to, you know, yeah. so like when they do release something, it's like, oh, you know, you can hardly like take it. You know, it's just. Totally. All right. Well, I'm ready with the trailer, guys. So, like, let's 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 get onto the trailer. Let's watch it in all its glory. Let's react to it. Okay. Uh, I'm, so, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let's all right. Do this. Let's, I don't think cool. I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Thomas, you seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. Crazy. We don't use that word in here. Oh man. Oh. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Have we met? One pill makes you larger and one pill. still here. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. You don't know me. No? Special 
Oh my god. Yes. After all these years, started. Back to the Matrix. The only reason why I'm not crying is because we're live right now. <laughs> <laughs> let it all out. We're not live, but we're recording. Oh let, my god. Let it all out. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Such a mind-blowing, yeah. you know, franchise. I mean, I it's it's, it's crazy. They made it for fans. Like it's quite clear that, um, yeah, it's uh, like from what I like. There were so many scenes from all different sort of parts of different films, all like the entire trilogy. So it was quite interesting to see them. Uh, my light is really bad in this. I need to fix that. One second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we Brian, lost, what did we you lost Mags for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Brian, what did you think about it? Let me know what, what your thoughts are. So it's something that, okay, so just to give you guys an idea, I am not, again, I am not like a big like Matrix buff. I'm not like a, one, like a hardcore fan of the Matrix, but after seeing something like that, this is something that will definitely, you know, keep me intrigued and keep me, you know, wanting to find out more about the Matrix and wanting to follow up on, you know, the saga and like the, the, you know, like the, the trilogy of it. Um, I mean, I am a fan of Keanu Reeves. I mean, I always have been. He's always been in like those, you know, those kind of like weird, but in a sense, like beautiful type, you know, roles where he plays um, these wonderful characters that you just want to find out more about and you're just interested in and they just pull you in, you know, whether it's like John Wick or it's, you know, something in The Matrix. Um, but such an interesting actor and he's done a lot of great work, but yeah, I mean, this is after seeing that mags, I mean, I would just, I would definitely be entertained and intrigued to, you know, go see that and, uh, catch up on <laughs> yeah. my, on my matrix for sure. But <laughs> sure. Like Keanu is such a like great, great, great actor. Um, mm -hmm. To the point like he collaborated with the uh, CDA project on Cyberpunk, the game oh, yeah, itself the, like yeah, had so many issues for like PS people, but like I myself played it on the PC version and didn't have any bugs. So that's another good shout out for, and also great performance from Keanu in there. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start even with the trailer. We, as, <laughs> our, as we discussed before, we're gonna have to watch it again because wow. There's so many sequences that I'd like to discuss, but I know we, we kind of have to keep the ball rolling. Well, so. well, yeah, Mags, I want to ask you this just real quick question, though. <laughs> like, so you being a huge Matrix fan and after seeing all the other Matrixes, um, how would the, how do you think this is going to compare to like all the other Matrixes, you know, and like the, the I mean, basically of it? So, you know, that bit where they were standing in the elevator and they were all stuck on their phones. I like how the phone, uh, the, how the, the film kind of became sort of on time. Like they mm. really focus on what's sort of like, what's the problem with the society now? Because obviously when the film came out in 1999, I think, 
it was 99 it was, it was 99 completely yep. 99 That's the crazy. main sort of focus on technology was you know mobile phones tv and stuff whereas here they had to like mm-hmm. incorporate all the new stuff to attract the audiences and right i really i mean i don't think it's a part of trilogy i wonder if they're gonna make a new trilogy out of it mm-hmm. maybe who knows mm-hmm. But to see, to, like having to see, um, you know, Annie Karimos, who plays Trinity, come back and, you know, Keanu himself with different looks and stuff. It's so, I don't know. It's it's like the Knights of Old Republic, man. It's just, it's a bit of your childhood and your heroes, your characters and um, mixed with something new and exciting with the new technologies. Is, and is this going to be a new kind of Keanu Reeves though? Is this going to be like a, a like a sort of like a, a Keanu Reeves in like a new kind of light here, or is this going to be Keanu Reeves that we knew of old from like the other? Yeah, um, that's a very good I mean, question because he seems to have amnesia, and I don't want to spoil to you what happens in the mm-hmm. end. So I'll okay. refer you back to films, but they had to write a new story for it because to mm-hmm. to everyone, like the trilogy sort of ends within the last film. That's why. As I, as I mentioned before, having having heard that they're even making Matrix 4 was a major like WTF moment. It was like, <laughs> wait, what? How? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely worth seeing it. Like, I'm not going to hate you if you don't like you know, Matrix <laughs> films. But anyway, yeah. speaking of the heroes, um, should we move on to our main topic? Yeah, hey, I just want to wrap this up by saying, look, Neo and Trinity right. are back. This movie looks awesome. Like, as, as somebody who was cautiously optimistic about this, I was super excited to see what the trailer looks like. I definitely think they're holding back a few surprises, like that shot where, the, where an agent is holding a gun to Keanu's head. I wouldn't be surprised if, if like, you know, that's the, 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 the actor who played the original agent back in the, the, the original trilogy. Oh, my God, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving <gasps> might be back. Like, you know, he oh played... For, who, for those who, most people who, who, like, are maybe if you're watching and you're young and you never saw the original Matrix, Hugo Weaving plays the Red Skull in the MCU. So, like, that's your, you know, he, that's what he's been, one of the things he's been doing recently. But, yeah, I mean, he played, oh, like, that Elroy. iconic agent. Yeah. Oh, he was in, in Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Exactly. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I mean, he might be, I, I, I wouldn't put it past him to be, to have him back. And I think like part of the story here is that their the Resurrections title like leans into the idea of their, like some of the actors are not back. Like, you know, Lawrence Fishburne isn't back, but uh, you know, he's, there's new actors playing some of those characters who seemingly are reborn. Like Priyanka Chopra is yeah. playing the, I think what is the, what is the, it's not the C or is it, or is it the, the the person that she's a good she's the she's oracle like the oracle that yeah she, yeah she, she, she's mm-hmm. playing the oracle and uh so they're like they're redoing they're basically like some of those characters were resurrected but neo and trinity are still you know neo and trinity yeah. like as we remember them carrie ann moss keanu reeves i think this is going to be a great movie um based on this trailer at, at least yeah. who knows i based mean there's the been mm-hmm. yeah I mean, there's been great trailers for bad movies, so we, you never know, but we'll see. Um, at, at, at any rate, you know what? I think I think we have covered this long. Enough. I, we can probably do <laughs> an entire like video just reacting to this trailer, going frame by frame, and, yeah. and you know, we might do that. But like for the time being, you know, I think we have 
we have uh, overstayed our welcome with this quick hit, which ends not so quick. Um, so, so let's move on, right? So let, I think our, our main topic uh, of the day is going to be the, the Shang-Chi movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So let's move on to that. That movie is one that has been out now for about a week and a half. Uh, I would say, right? Like it came out like late last week. It's been in theaters uh, since then. It, uh, on Labor Day weekend um, in the U.S., it came out and it, and it broke all kinds of records. Um, it, I think it took over the, the, I think it broke, yeah, let me just confirm this. It definitely, yep. It, 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 it got the Labor Day weekend box office record in the U.S., which, which I think the previous record was like 30-some-odd million dollars, and this like yeah. came in at 94 million, so it like tripled the previous record. So fantastic start for the movie, especially in pandemic times when... Yeah, during a lot of COVID, movies, nonetheless. Yeah. Exactly. A yeah. lot of movies are not doing nearly as well as they could. In the international market, it pulled in a good like 56 million. So even in the international markets, it did relatively well. And uh, for a movie coming out at a time like this, I mean, it's an MCU movie. So by in general, there's a defa default expectation for these movies to perform better at the box office. But but you know, even beyond that, I think it did a fantastic job. And and the movie obviously, um, it, it's not like a bad movie. It's a pretty good film. So let me start with you, Brian. You tell me like what you think about the movie and if you've seen it and like you know, did it hit you the right way? Tell me what you think. Yeah, Daniel. I mean, I it was definitely. I remember you saying this prior, uh, before I had seen the movie. It's definitely one of the better Marvel movies that I've seen since the Black Panther. I mean, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Uh, for me, the top attraction of the movie that basically stood out was the choreography. I mean, the choreography was well put together. Uh, there's beautiful choreography throughout the whole movie, especially in the fight scenes. Um, I think my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was definitely right off the bat. It was the uh, fight scene between uh, Shang-Chi's parents, Mandarin, and uh, I think this is how you say it, Leiko Wu, uh, the mother. That was by far one of my favorite scenes yeah, in the movie. I think that's just, how you say it. Yeah, yeah. It was just so beautiful. I mean, you get an idea. It was almost like you get an idea of like the love language between the two immediately uh, throughout that choreography uh, when they were combating one another and when they met uh, one another. Um, yeah. It was almost like they weren't fighting. It was almost like they were like uh, ballroom dancing, as I would like to say, uh, with one another. Uh, and you could it's certainly... Almost like Everyone wants to fall in love in like this. It was very beautiful. Yeah, and it's almost yeah. uh, it's almost like you could tell that Mandarin was in love, you know, with uh, Leiko Leiko Wu, um, just from that one fight scene. Um, yeah. But uh, and uh, I think yeah, I would have to honestly say too, Leiko Wu was uh, definitely one of my favorite characters uh, in the movie. Um, you know. I love the uh, the flashbacks of you know her with uh, her her children and basically you know the scene where um, you know the bad guys came to their house and basically she had to she tried to you know fight them off and you know yeah. um, unfortunately you know that was uh, the way she went the way she was killed but um, yeah it was just all in all you know I was just very impressed with it all the fight scenes were awesome well put together um especially the bus scene uh the scaffolding fight scene in the dark it was excellent um special effects were fantastic as well um they weren't too over the top Whereas, i thought here so. where my opinion differs i mean the <laughs> cgi was not even over the top but i would say 
Matrix trailer CGI was so much better than mm. the, like the obvious sort of CGI. I I do like films that create magic, and with 2021, you know, the era where we should have like our CGI sort of on point. Like I don't know, Shang Chi's CGI was just not polished enough. I'd say. Um, I completely agree with your uh, comment about the choreographies and the fight scenes. It was so engaging and very enjoyable to, to watch. But I would say CGI could have been done better. There were mm -hmm. films with better CGI out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, so just to kind of preface that a little bit, I think for most Marvel movies, like a lot of them, they, they, well, this one's shot in several different countries, but it did do a lot of shooting in Atlanta, like most Marvel movies do. And in general, Marvel movies are like being cranked out at such an incredible rate um, that yeah. sometimes the CG starts to lack a little bit, like that end fight scene in Black Panther was like some bad CG. Part of it was just the art direction wasn't good, but also just overall there yeah. were some issues with like the way they rendered out the scene. Some of the motion blur wasn't good. There were some compositing issues. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that happens because they just don't have enough time. Like, I mean, these, these are fantastic yeah. visual artists working on a visual effects artist, but in general, I think some of these movies get shortchanged because of the lack of time. Mm -hmm. Like a movie yeah. might need like six, yeah. eight months to get something through to production, yeah. like mm -hmm. in post for VFX, but they might have like four or five months to do it. So naturally right. there's going to be a little bit of an effect on quality. But I think overall, in my opinion, the movie was, I mean, the movie hit me in all the right ways. Like I, I, I will say this, yeah. that movie for me, Shang-Chi is the best thing Marvel has done since Black Panther easily by far. Wow. And is it yeah? And is, well, where where has this guy been too? You know what I mean. Like I know he's done a lot of. I looked up his you know his filmography and all that, and you know I know he's done a lot of TV series over his career. I need. I think he's uh, what? How old is he? Is he thirty two? I think. I'm yeah, that sure sounds that about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I feel like this guy could do a lot more movies. I feel like he would be great so, for the movie scene. I I had few issues with it. So I'm just going to throw them out there and you guys kind of walk me through, I suppose. Um, to me, it's so overall, I think it's a, it, they sort of got the way they got about it was very clever in terms of like escaping all the stereotyping Asian that happens in a lot of films. Like they really played it in a clever way. And it kind of served the purpose, which I really, really enjoyed. And the fact there was no love romance between the, the both main characters. However, having said that, I think the plot was extremely predictable in terms of the, the, the sort of the character story and his arch throughout the whole film was what every single character does. And there was this quote in variety done? Could you put up the one for Variety where they said that Shang-Chi does a fine job of presenting its hero as a relatable everyman during the first half before spiraling off into bombastic, brain-numbing, supernatural mayhem for the final act. And that to me was essentially every single character in the Marvel Universe. We have the character that, or a superhero that needs to rediscover his powers, and uh, he's going through all that to reach his final, you know, the, the villain that he must defeat. Um, I don't know, it was lacking. And, and the third point was that uh, I feel the film could have been easily Chinese 
in or sorry in Mandarin in a lot more in, in a lot more sequences than it was it really felt like Disney sort of, sort of had to step in and say right guys let's have more English on board rather than Mandarin whereas in some sequence it was almost like missing that the fact that I was listening to uh, American English rather than Mandarin uh, but I'd say these were my kind of main main like mm, could have been done better what yeah. Do you think? yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, the movie for me, it, it did a pretty good job of balancing. It, I, I, yeah, I think it did a pretty good job of balancing all of those elements. Like it, 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 it was very respectful of Asian culture. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like we were watching something where, um, where let's say they were, they were, uh, they were not being respectful to to all the the culture of the heritage and and then obviously the Chinese the, the they I think they yeah they spoke Mandarin not Cantonese they, they were using Mandarin right. uh, when they were speaking and then they had subtitles in there um, like yeah. I think some of the production design in the movie w was fantastic so overall I mean the movie for me d d you know hit like I said it hit me on the right spots like it it was respectful enough I, I mean there's always a back and forth with the studio where they will go like oh you can't do this you yeah. can't do this let's do that I mean Tony Leung is like a big movie star in China. He's like mm -hmm. one of the biggest movie stars in China. Yeah. So like yeah, for him yeah, to be yeah. in this was clearly like a sign like, hey, you gotta take this movie seriously and they're gonna do this thing justice, at least we hope they do. And and Dustin Daniel Cretton, who's directed the, the movie, he's a fantastic director who's up and coming mm -hmm. and I think this has been one of his better efforts. He's had a couple of things before this, but I think this is like the one that I think now will stand out for most people who, who know him. And so I think overall the movie was good. Like Brian, what did you think about mm -hmm. like them being able to kind of be respectful through Chinese culture? Because again, that's kind of play will play into our conversation about like why the movie isn't in China yet, or is it actually going to make it there or not? So, what what do you think about that, Brian? Um, I mean, I, mean, I think Magdalena obviously makes very fair points, points um, in, in that, that sense. But at the same, same time, I mean, you know, you know a, a lot, lot of Marvel movies. movies I mean, what are they? they? I mean, it's a typical like you know white male. You know, and you know, know we, we don't see, see a lot of like a lot of like, lot of, like diversity, diversity, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I just like the fact that they're starting to like branch out more with it. We got you know this introduction into like the Chinese culture and all that. Um, sure, but don't you think it should have been done way before? Like we, oh, in absolutely. 2020, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, so also, I don't think. Like, so to, to address your point, I don't think the film should be celebrated just because it finally acknowledges different uh, cultures and races. It, right. it, sh it should be sort of celebrated for what it is. Right. Um, and I agree with that. I totally agree with yeah. that. But the fact that they are, you know, I, I think it is in a way like still a celebration of, you know, Chinese culture and the fact that they're right. trying to di diversify still a bit. I mean, I don't disagree with that one bit. I mean, mm -hmm. they should have been doing this a lot sooner um, yeah. than they did. And, you know, the fact that it took them a while to come out with something like Black Panther is, you know, I, I don't understand yeah. that because yeah. that was also another you know, wonderful Marvel movie that should have been put out, you know, uh, basically a while ago. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I do agree with your, your points, Magdalena. I think those are very fair points to make. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're, you're necessarily wrong about any of them. Likewise, I don't want to prove you guys wrong. I just have a lot of like questions and sort of um, 
had a point about it. So. Right. And I, and like I said, yeah, yeah, those are very fair points to make. I just think the other side of it, like the choreography, um, yeah. you know, the fight scenes, the, the special effects, I think they did a pretty good job with that otherwise. And the fact that, yes, you know, this is, you know, um, uh, like a Chinese cultural type movie. I mean, I'm right. very happy to see them kind of like celebrating that in a way. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly, yeah, maybe the end was a little predictable, you know what I mean? The way that everything happened. Um, Should we do spoiler alert now? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I Daniel, what do you think? Um, yeah, you know what, let's, 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 uh, let's kind of reset here before we um, go into the spoilers. But I was just showing some of the pictures here from the movie because, like you guys mentioned, there's great production design in here. There were some great fight sequences, um, visual effects we already talked about. But in general, so far, you know, we haven't really, you know, gone into the, the, the nitty gritty of it. But yeah, I think, you know, let's, let's, give, these let's give our audiences uh, a spoiler warning because hey you've been warned we're gonna go into the spoilers now we're gonna discuss this thing in detail and uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet you know pause skip ahead um, but you have been warned so <laughs> just so, just don't turn us yeah. off yeah don't turn us off like you know keep keep watching but we are gonna go through spoilers so <laughs> there you go well let's start yeah go ahead like you guys want to talk let's let's dive into it um I only have one kind of issue not issue again i don't i see i don't want to call them issues even i don't think issue is the right word just things that could have been well like better made i think at the at this sort of state stage of the marvel universe and you know having that 2021 aquafina being typecasted as this sort of uh, comic relief kind of sidekick that ended up having a very important role in a parallel universe you know out of nowhere like with no training she she sort of saves the world and I don't know it's almost like it felt like the writers were sort of left with the character for the final sequence but like the final act that they didn't know what to do with her essentially so they gave her the a job equivalent to something that Shang-Chi should have done or um Shang-Chi's uh, sister, Shaling, right? Um, yeah. So that's yeah. my sort of like main concern with not even like Okafina being typecasted as much, but her role in the final act. Bit of a letdown. Yeah, I, I don't know how you feel about that, Daniel. But I mean, I, I thought it was a nice little like change of pace because, you know, it's like the um, unlikely, like unsung type hero type thing. You know, the, the person with with no training and no like not really like you know any martial arts skills i guess you could say um you know kind of comes through in the end and like saves the day but i don't know how you feel about that daniel i mean because you know a lot of like marvel you know i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of like marvel movies it's you know we kind of could see like the main you know character of the main person in, in in the movie you know comes through and usually saves the day and um, everything is all is well in the end and everybody's you know saved and by the by the main character usually but yeah I mean so so for me the, the movie 
in that sense, it, it was less stereotypical in the, in, in the manner that usually, like, oh, it's one fight scene. Like, for example, I'll give you the Black Panther example, right? Because I said that this is the best thing Marvel's done since Black Panther. I mean, and even Black Panther did a, yeah. a decent job of this. Like, in the final sequence, it's like a team effort. They're all involved in this. I mean, granted, like, Black Panther is the one uh, fighting the main villain of the movie, the main antagonist, but, but everybody else is part of the conversation. They're all part of the fight. So for me, like that movie did a good job of balancing it out versus like something like, say, let's go back all the way to the original Iron Man movie, right? In the end, um, mm -hmm. I, uh, Tony Stark's Iron Man fi fighting like the, the iron-suited big giant robot thing from Obadiah Stane's character. And it's just like a one-on-one mano-a-mano fight. And I think that it didn't feel big enough of a finale for, the, for a movie that, that was like as expansive as that movie, like its scope was like worldwide. It just felt like, oh, like after him going out and blowing up tanks in, in Iraq and Afghanistan or what, I think one of those two countries, basically in the Middle East somewhere, he was like fighting with the military and like flying by F-22 Raptors in the air. Um, he, and the yeah. fight scene at the end, he's fighting like a, like, like a much like more janky version of his own suit. That, that was like an older version of the suit and it, it's like do it in a back part like in a parking lot and they go around on a yeah. couple of rooftops I'm like that felt a little bit anticlimactic for me so when you compare that to what you saw like in say Black Panther like what you saw in this movie I thought I thought it was well balanced in the sense that the main hero well like you know he was the person who did a lot of the heavy lifting he wasn't the only one i yeah. think like they got the his sister like was involved in a lot of the, the and, fight we, and we still got to see him fight his father you know what i mean and and basically his yeah. father was just you know still attracted to the sense that you know the mother was still alive you know what i mean even though she wasn't so yeah that brings me to the, the like the point as well that like i'm actually glad that the bad guy was the father how like universal that is. However, not seen in Marvel as often. That often like it's a mother, it's a father who end up being the bad guys that you you know the main uh, protagonist must defeat. It's and it was all family intertwined. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? so it was a family story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I really that, appreciated. Oh, absolutely. And I think like Marvel and over over the years has like almost like made it a point not to make a lot of movies that are like focused on like that family theme or element or just naturally like, people don't write movies keeping themes in mind. It just sort of emerges out of like what you create. But in general, I think yeah. Marvel has kind of stayed away from that, whether with the Iron Man movies, like Thor came a little bit close, but there was always this like sense of formality to the like any type of family stuff that happened yeah. in those movies. Like even Captain America, like, you know, Captain America, like Steve Rogers basically doesn't really even have a family like you know he's like a man out of time and so i think th with black panther for example they did do that and then with this movie i think they did do that like very very well and i really appreciated that you know like you said brian and i love and i love the fact that the aunt actually had to train shang chi you know in, in order to like have a chance against the father you know what i mean to actually like yeah. you know have a chance to actually like last against him and, and be able to fight him you know which was pretty I... interesting and pretty neat so yeah, totally. Like that. Also, what you said. Like, I totally loved the the sort of intertwining of good and evil. That again, the sort of like fluid definition of what's good, what's evil, because he used sort of the energies of both to, you know, defeat um, the the main guy. And it was. Re I'm I'm really enjoying this story because it's sort of getting a lot more common. You know, we saw it in uh, Rising Sky. Rise of Skywalker as well that there should be a clear definition for good and evil obviously there are some like 
universal truths about these notions. However, you could use your bad traits for good deeds, essentially. And I really liked this message. So just so you guys know, I did enjoy the film. I did like it. I just had some issues with it. I wasn't like all excited about it. No, I really, I really appreciate the critiquing, <laughs> though. I think that's very fair, the critiquing that you provided on it and, you know, the constructive criticism. I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very fair to kind of like put it in that sense as well. Um, but I love to hear like the different, you know, the different perspectives. Yeah, on this. I mean, it's it's great. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll say this: like one of the things that that I really appreciated about this movie was it didn't like do a lot of what like there wasn't there was some bathos in there. Like I think that's the word. Bathos is like you know like comic relief to like relieve the pressure. And I think a lot some Marvel movies pack it too much where. They just, they, you know, the goal is to kind of lighten the load, lighten the mood a little bit when things get yeah. heavy. But some Marvel movies like go over the top with it and this, they destroy like yeah. move, uh, moments that you shouldn't have like a joke right. in there. This didn't seem you know? like the norm for for Marvel movies. Though at the same time, this definitely seemed like a different kind of Marvel movie in the sense of com comedic relief. You know what I mean? With the the type of comedic relief that Aquafina was, you know, providing. You know, I love yeah. the end that, you know, the bar scene where they were like living to tell about yeah. how they, you know, just like <laughs> saved the day and conquered all. And, you know, what I mean, it, it's it's like funny in that sense. You know, you you know what I'd love to like see? I can't wait for this. Like there needs to be a crossover with Ant-Man, right? Like them two at the bar with like the Michael Pena character from Ant-Man who loves telling those fantastical stories. <laughs> and then they're telling stories and then he tells a story and you know how to do the montage. Like that will be like, fant I, I can't, like those yeah, are the kind of things. And then you know what's ironic is like Ant-Man takes place in the San Francisco area as does this movie. Like at least like when they're in the US, right? Like I think that right. would be like fantastic yeah. to see because uh, like those kind of crossover, and then to be excited for that, I think is is a good sign because this movie um, has has done a good job of really uh, getting a story across, setting up a new character. Like Marvel, I think for me, this is the beginning of Marvel's renaissance, MCU's renaissance. You know, in in a post Endgame world, like I don't think Black Widow yeah. really did it for me. Most of those M M MCU shows on Disney Plus, I mean, they've been good, but not really great. But I think this movie, like, really, like, you know, kicks kicks it off and and gets the ball rolling, like, in a way that nothing else since Endgame has. So you have high hopes for the future for Marvel. I mean, you, um, you sort of feel good about what's what they're gonna bring to the table. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, ca I'm again, I'm cautiously optimistic as I was about this movie. I was like, well, I'm excited, but I don't really know what I'm going to get. You know, like Marvel yeah. has done had they have messed things up in the past and like they've I mean, in general, Marvel movies tend to be good. Like so their their floor is pretty high, yeah. but like their ceiling, like they don't always hit it. They tend to like land in more in the middle a lot. And the last three or four things they've put out since Endgame, like uh, even like I think Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, like for me, was pretty mediocre yeah. overall. So I haven't seen anything good from them. And even like Endgame was like mostly fan service. It wasn't a great movie. Like it was a good movie, but yeah. it wasn't like if you look at it objectively, simply mm -hmm. as on its own, like it, it's it's not the best thing. I think Infinity War was far better. But but I like I said, like going back all the way to Black Panther, which I think came out like uh, right before Infinity War or like a couple of movies before. Yeah. So uh, that was I think the best effort for Marvel from then to now. I think in between we have had a bunch of like stuff that is up and down in quality, but then Shang Chi comes out. And this one, you know, really, really stands out. So for me, Shang-Chi is, uh, uh, that's, you know, the best thing that Marvel, like I said, has done in quite a while. Um, so but, how, yeah. how are we doing in the box office? 
with that one now. So they spent what yeah. was it, 150 Let's take a, million? Let's take a look. What Let's take a look. Yeah, let me pull this up. I've actually got, <laughs> uh, let me first, before I pull it up, let me refresh the page. <laughs> and guys, before I we get to that, I just wanted to point out this one thing that I noticed about the movie as well. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but being mm -hmm. a huge Pokemon fan that I was growing up, I don't know if you guys caught that, but seeing those creatures in the village, um, his mother's yes. village. Did you guys notice that? It reminded me so much of Pokemon, and one in particular. Oh like my the, god! Yeah, yes. looked yeah. like the Pokemon well, Nine Tails. Weren't there uh, weren't there Pokemon's actually? Are you sure they weren't like they haven't paid a tribute or something to? Oh, no, I don't know they if could they're be. actually Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Because it was identical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they. It, I mean, I looked exactly like Nine Tails. So <laughs> I mean. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, like the, the, like I said, production design, character design, just like the environments, like, look, the magic of movie making was alive and well in this movie, like this film, 100%. like it, it was like, this is why you go to the theaters, I haven't seen many movies in theaters, I haven't seen any movies in theaters since the pandemic began, this was the first one that I went out to go see, and I think it was well worth it because it like transported you into a different world, but again, like a movie like Black Widow didn't really do that for me, I was like, oh yeah, but again, like I understand Black Widow is not meant to be that kind of a movie either, but at the same time, yeah. Like I think this I've movie, like, yet to it felt it. like, yeah. I mean, you, it felt like in this movie you were watching something like, you know, Lord of the Rings or like Star Wars or something like Star Trek. Like it takes you into a different world and like provides you escape. And I think that's something that a lot of people want now, right now, because people need it. Like with everything that's been happening in the last year, you need a break from the the daily like grind, that you, if you will. And I think this movie definitely like provided that for a lot of people, especially the, you know, at least those who really liked it. I think between the three of us. We all liked it to different degrees. We like, all you know, liked Max, it. like Max, like Max texted us like uh, at one point, I think, like, you're like, oh, I, you guys like really hyped me up, but I, I'm not, I don't think quite like it. And we were like, like, are you, that's are you why, sure? That's why I blame, I blame you guys. <laughs> My initial reaction was like this because they both hyped me. You guys hyped me so much about the film. I thought I'm going to be watching one of the greatest films of all times, and and then I was like, oh, but. How did you guys miss that in this? And that, um... Well, no, like, I, yeah. for me, like, the movie, I didn't miss those things. Like, the movie was right. overall, like, I, I, no movie is perfect, right? It has its right. flaws. Yeah. Even, like, yeah. a movie like The Dark Knight, you could probably pick out a couple of flaws, which I think that's the best, like, comic book movie of all time. In fact, I'm willing to put it in my top five all-time period. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but so the point being, like, every movie has some shortcomings, and then this one did, too. Right. There were some, like, right. it was rough around the edges in some areas. But I think, by and large, when you look at it for comparison's sake, with everything else that Marvel has been doing recently, this was, this was like, a step above. Like, if you were to put Marvel yeah. movies in tiers, and, like, you had, like, yeah. the bottom tier, the mid-tier, like, the mediocre ones, like, the bad ones, mediocre, and really, like, the good ones, I think this was good. Like, maybe even a step above good. Like, you know, Black Panther was, like, great. This was, I think, great. Like, the first Avengers mm -hmm. movie great the first iron man movie great the the the, the winter soldier captain america the winter soldier great like then you have like the one the guardians of the galaxy volume like the first one like great like you know volume great, two, yeah. mediocre like you know like good like so for me it was like a step above and that's all i meant i wasn't like this is the great like I, I i certainly hope that's not what i got across and if i did like that wasn't my intention like <laughs> i don't i don't think this movie is one of the best things ever yeah. but it is and there's just there's right. just certain things, yeah, there's just certain things in movies too, especially for Marvel movies, especially for me, that just trump other things within, you know, within the movie that, especially that yeah. you're looking for in Marvel movies that 
you just you you take those things and you say okay well they did a good job on that and that this this is a reason why I, it just does it i understand you know but I, mean? I i had the bigger wow effect after watching endgame the first one not the second one but that made me sort of like having not seen every single marvel film the the first uh end game kind of made me have my my, my breath stopped at the cinema essentially i was I didn't know what to where to place myself. It was, and I suppose that's what I was sort of. Well, Endgame is. Perhaps. I think Endgame's kind of in a league of its own, though. You know what I mean? It's right. just a fantastic movie. I mean, for someone who's not a huge like, you know, Marvel buff and and Marvel fan, I mean, yeah. that was probably one of my that probably was my favorite Marvel movie out of all mm. of them. I mean, I just loved it so much. And uh, and here I am. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Doctor Strange too. So, I mean, mm. Doctor Strange is one of my favorite Marvel characters, and for this to be intertwined with it, you know what I mean? In, in a sense, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that did it for me too. But <laughs> just, you think he'll make a comeback? I don't know. It's 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 tough to say. It's tough to say. I don't mm. know. That's a very good question. But what do you think, Daniel? So, what was the question again? I'm sorry, like I, you got cut off. For <laughs> do you think Doc, <laughs> do you think Doctor Strange will come back? Because we had some sort of nods to. to he's he's got a new movie coming out, Doctor Strange in um, the Multiverse of Madness. He's gonna be also in that Spider-Man movie. Uh, yes, camp. but if there is gonna be a crossover between him and yeah and, the. Uh, Oh, I think I yeah, think like there's a, a like a there's a possibility. There. Like if yeah. so again, look, we we gave a spoiler warning, right? So like we can talk about this. Like one of the things I didn't want to yeah. we've already we've already entered yeah. that. Area, so there's a yeah. post-credit scene in the movie which which there's like Wong is there and they're going through like, you know, what what is what are the 10 rings all about? And they have uh, like Captain Marvel in there. They also bring in um Thor, or not Thor, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Hulk, Brie not Larson. Hulk. He, it's not the Hulkified, like it's not Professor Hulk, but it's like Mark. It's just like Bruce Banner, um, and they talk about and like. So I think there's. He looks, yeah. well, which is fair, yeah. like you he's know. Got the gray. Yeah. He's got the gray. Yeah, he's going. graying out a little bit. Um, he's yeah. gonna be in. The, he's gonna be in the She-Hulk show on on uh, Disney Plus coming out, I think, next year. But at, at any rate, I think it's. Uh, Overall, um, I gotta say, like, there's a very high possibility that there will at least be a cameo from Shang Chi and Doctor Strange, the multiverse of mad into the multiverse of madness, because that's the kind of a movie that the, it's gonna be like a, a like civil war. It's like an Avengers point five, like it's not an Avengers movie, but it feels like an Avengers movie. And given like how things are shaping up, I feel like he's gonna be part of it. Who knows? I mean, we, we, it's not confirmed by any means. He might just be in a post credit scene there too, whatever, or he might show up in the beginning like Doctor Strange did in. Thor Ragnarok, so it's very possible that happens. But yeah, I, I think it's possible. Look, I, one of the other things that I didn't want to mention. Look, yeah. I love Ben Kingsley's character. Oh my God, Trevor yeah. Slattery. Like he was actually like I, we got a glimpse of it. I was sort of really mad at like how they introduced how the, how that twist at the beginning in Iron Man three, but at first watch. But then over time, it grew on me. I'm like, oh, this is actually genius the way that they handled yeah. it. And then for him to be back, I thought I really thought they were just gonna have him die at some point. He was gonna get like chopped off, or, like gone at some point in the movie. Yeah. Not like literally chopped off, but like they were gonna like kill his character off. They, they, but he was there, like, and he was constantly like yeah. providing great lines and entertainment. His pet headless chicken was also fantastic. Uh, 
So, and I like that Michelle Yeoh's character, like, does not die in the final, like, fight. Like, I think her husband or her, whoever, like, the other elder man was, he pa he dies, but, like, she doesn't. So I think that's that's good because they're obviously building this towards, like, a trilogy, so they don't want to kill off all the people who are, are going to yeah. provide the supporting cast for the upcoming movies beyond just Aquafina, Simu Liu, and, like, the, 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 the sis I forget the sister. What was the sister's name? Shaling. Shaling, right. Shaling, so they, yeah. they wanted to keep more of the characters around those three. And there was this, again, I want to point out, like, the theme of family. There, there was that, there's like a shot in the movie in the final sequence right before um, um, Tony Leung's character, um, who's like the Mandarin. What was his, yeah, who's basically plays the, the Mandarin, like, Mandarin is sort of one name for him. He's also another name for the, the, the. He says like at some point in the movie, I, I've gone by many names over thousands of years. Yeah, but, it, but, but the you father know, essentially. Right. Oh, is, is it is it Zhu Wenmu? Is that it? I think that's his real name. Like that's his real name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but any you know, Tony Leung's like character who plays the father. Like Tony, he, the, yeah. there's this, there's a shot of him where he like comes to accept that. Oh, you know what? Like I, you could like to me. I what I walked away from that scene where he's about to like get killed by the, and eaten by this like monster dragon, uh, three-headed dragon. I think it was whatever the name of the dragon was. Um, that yeah. there was a scene where he like he starts to see like elements of of his like wife and 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 you know Shang Chi's mother in Shang-Chi and he's like he starts to realize oh I've like made all these mistakes and like you know and she isn't really gone she lives inside my son and my kids and there's this like acceptance of okay well like I can now give, give like you know he's like you're gonna be ready for these rings one day and then he passes them on and then he's happy to get his soul sucked out and basically die but that was one yeah. of those most Marvel movies like avoid those kind of moments. This movie like tackled it head on, and I was really appreciative yeah. of, of that. Yeah. That's a very good point, Daniel. And the flashbacks yeah. certainly have a sentimental value to the you know the family portion of you know this piece. So, I mean, it was yeah. it was I thought it was good the way they they portrayed that and they did that. So. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's kind of uh, jump ahead a little bit. I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but like, yeah, the movie broke Labor Day weekend uh, box office record in the U.S. It also did relatively well uh, internationally. Internationally, like, you know, it varies greatly even in the U.S. across the different states. It varies because like depending on where you are like the the pandemic is is you know d d doing different things and there's different levels of vaccination rates and things of that nature so the movie certainly w is not performing as well as it would have in normal times pre covid but at right. a, but even now if you look at the numbers i mean 175 million and it's in the second weekend right now so these numbers will definitely get updated you know as we move into the week like we're recording this on sunday and then on Monday, you'll get more updated numbers from the weekend. Um, but it's made yeah. 100, almost 120 domestically. It's made basically like 56 or some change internationally. And those numbers will go up because I don't think these numbers are accounting for what's happening on this ongoing weekend as we record the show. So all in all, I think the movie is performing fantastically by pandemic standards. So look, what do you guys think about that? Go shang <laughs> Shang-Chi, sorry, not Shelly. Shelly, yeah. <laughs> Shang-Chi. She, well, she's in the movie. All mixed yeah. up. She's in the movie. But I'm super excited for it. All, all in all, overall, I think uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It, most definitely if you're a Marvel fan. If you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out. I mean, if you're a Marvel fan and you're not seeing it yet, then you're not a Marvel fan. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, yeah. And, you know, these numbers will keep going up, and, and it's tracking well right now in the second week, and we'll see how much of a drop it has at the box office. But yeah. I think overall it's going to do quite well, um, given, yeah. given and the, from, the positive reception that it's got from the audience, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Daniel. From a lot of the reviews that I'm, I'm reading, I mean, the general consensus is that, yeah, it's it's done its job. It's done what it's supposed to do in, in terms of, like, you know, pleasing the, you know, the... Um, the average Marvel fan, I guess you could say. And um, I don't know, Max, to answer your question from earlier from the reception that this movie has gotten, maybe we will see, you know, a connection of Doctor Strange, you know, heading uh, more into, you know, if they're, if they're going to come out with, a, you know, another, another movie for this, you know, another yeah. Shang-Chi movie for this. I mean, I'd, I would be intrigued to, to see another one. I mean, I definitely think they should. Um, I, I'd love to see where it's headed after this and uh, connection that it ties into for Doctor Strange. But I mean, I could definitely see it happening for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, just to kind of quickly go over the, the audience reception, the critical reception, the movie's got an A like on cinema score, which, which is really good, obviously. I think the highest it goes is A+, as letter grades do. Um, so it's, it's done really well with audiences. These, these are audiences being pulled straight out of theater as they walk out. Um, and then if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's sitting at 92%. Um, oh, it wants me to disable ads. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's sitting at like 92%, you know, certified fresh. 98% audience score, that is incredibly so high. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Th- so the reception that it's getting, yeah. it's getting very high ratings. It's, and I mean, you can't deny oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, so look, so. It's, 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 everything is playing in its favor, but that one thing that we're going to just, you know, this is going to be the last topic on... Uh, on the show today as, as in relation especially to Shang-Chi, um, there is one area in the movie, one area about, about this movie that, that, that is of concern, and that's, you know, uh, what's going on with the movie release in China. Um, so there was a story um, out in Fortune uh, recently um, talking about it, and so I'll just read out, you know, a portion of the story here. Critics have hailed the film as a landmark moment for Asian and Asian-American representation in Hollywood, as we talked about, you know, this movie is doing a really, really good job um, or has done a really good job of, you know, Asian representation and also, like, being respectful of Chinese culture. So the movie has earned praise for deftly incorporating elements of Chinese culture as seamlessly inter- and interspersing dialogue in Mandarin Chinese. It has also proven a smash hit at the box office. It, uh, the movie grossed $94 million over Labor Day weekend in the U.S. And it even did, like, very strong, um, uh, it, it performed really well in markets like Hong Kong. I mean, which you, you know, Hong Kong is, you know, right there near, near China. So um, that should be a good indicator of how well it would probably perform in China, too. So I think, all in all, this movie has checked basically every box but that one box, where, as this article says, but even with the cast of superstars who are well-known in China, including, like, Tony Leung, um, you know, and Michelle Yeoh, star of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and audiences, um, audiences in China, as the article says, audiences in China have not been able to see the film because Chinese censors have yet to approve it and schedule its mainland China release. Now, this what's is... What's the problem there? Sorry, go ahead. So what's the problem there? Can you explain to us? So the the problem the problem seems to be it, it's got something to do. I think uh, Simu Lu made some comments um, once upon a time. Uh, I, let me see if I have the article for it. Yeah, some com- 2017 comments that resurfaced. Yeah. Um, I think either this week or this past week. 
Right. Um, it, it basically made a lot of waves on so, uh, Chinese social media. Um, I think it was in an interview with um, the CBC because um, mm-hmm. he's Chi- he's Chinese Canadian, correct? Yeah, he's he's Chinese Canadian, and actually I've got to pull it right here. So he interviewed with the CBC, and and then he's a Chinese Canadian actor, as as you mentioned, Brian. And in this 2017 interview, he said. Um, he was talking about about China, and he referenced. Well, his he parents. was referencing, yeah, he was referencing yeah. his parents telling him of conditions under communist rule and referring to China as a quote third world country, uh, close mm. quote, where people were quote dying of starvation, close quote. So. Yeah, and that obviously wow. doesn't reflect okay. well. Um, and it, it, even though the comments are four years old, and we almost like feel like we're living in a different world, world now. I mean. People yeah. still like when, when you know people nowadays uh, have stuff dug up about them that they might have posted. It's like James Gunn got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because of his tweets from like ten something years ago. So mm-hmm. these kind of things definitely have an effect, and uh, China is very sensitive about this. Wow. And 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 to, yeah. to a certain degree, we can understand that. Like you know, like he said this, and he you know I. If, I don't know if he's been asked about it since, like, hey, do you mean those still or whatever? Like, there was this incident with John Cena, like, making some remarks similar to this, not exactly in this context, but, like, right around the time that F9 came out, and that movie did terribly in China, and then he had to, like, the studio made him, like, walk those comments back, and he publicly apologized, like, on social media and everything, and, I mean, the movie didn't do very well there anyway in China, but, like, it's, I think, partly probably because of of those comments, and to a certain degree. Um, so that th- I think that's the re- one of the reasons why um, it's mm-hmm. not gonna ha- uh, it's not gonna get a release in in China. Um, but but when you look at it all in all, I mean, look, this movie is, is still let's look on the bright like on the bright side. This movie has been breaking box office records, doing fantastically well for pandemic times. Yeah. It's probably gonna be one of the highest grossing of the year. It's a milestone for Asian American and Asian representation in Hollywood. And I think this this did does for Asian American representation in Hollywood that Black Panther did for for you know for black cinema in Hollywood like that. That to me, this movie is like that revolution, like what Wonder Woman did for for women, you know female led blockbusters in, in Hollywood. So I think all in mm-hmm. all, this movie you know did a fantastic job. And uh, so to to kind of wrap it's up this conversation, it is a milestone, and I think it's performing fantastically mm-hmm. well. And even though not all of us like enjoyed it to the same degree i think we can all agree this is a great movie so like if you guys have any final thoughts like let me know what like, well wrap, let's wrap this up yeah yeah to max point too this should this is something that should have been done you know a while ago and you know it just just shows you like where we're you know moving this day and age and like in society and stuff but i mean it, you know i just i have to applaud them though still for you know diversifying and you know putting this out in in their market and basically so amen yeah awesome well thanks for watching the show i mean that's gonna wrap it up right like i think we uh we we covered so much today uh we covered a lot of different topics we covered the matrix not just yet daniel (laughs) not just no well we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it we did we we, we're gonna talk about what we're doing in the next show but i gotta say look the matrix resurrections trailer oh yeah i I, like i can watch me that trailer like 100 times 
I've probably already seen it a dozen times. Um, <laughs> we, 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 I can't wait for the 1883, that prequel to, to Yellowstone. Knights of the Old Republic, I'll probably go buy that game. I don't own many Star Wars games, but that's probably going to be the one I'll get. For the I PS5. think I have to buy a PS5 if it's available. Yeah. <laughs> I, me too. PC, i got to do that too. They're yeah. making... Guys, guys, they're making PC release. I thought the same oh, okay. thing at first. But well, I'm not a PC gamer, to... so, so so I'll have to build a I'll have to build a gaming computer. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a gaming computer or a, one that can game. I don't use it to game, but like, so I'm not a PC gamer, yeah. but like, I'll definitely get it for like a PS5 and get a PS5. It's, it's going to be yeah. an expensive Christmas if they sort of yeah release it. I don't think they'll release it for Christmas. It's probably gonna take sometime next year but yeah yeah Matrix, right. here we come for sure yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to that coming out next year um i'm looking forward so what are we to doing next week next week Sorry, well yeah, oh mm -hmm. yeah let's skip ahead like if <laughs> i was just gonna say look i'm looking forward to seeing what the second weekend of shang chi does at the box office because it's going to be really uh insightful into like you know just how well audiences liked it because if they're coming back to see it again and again how big of a drop there is but yeah, let's let's move on to uh, preview for next week's show. So Brian, tell us what's going on on at, on Oso oh Curious next week. Yeah, so next week for Oso oh Curious, we will be listing our top five uh, favorite Tom Hanks movies of all time. Um, I'm extremely excited for that. I'm sure Mags is too, as Mags has uh, told us uh, her love for Tom Hanks and all Tom Hanks movies already. So, and I say, myself, you said myself, the same I thing. Love, yeah, I did. I did. I, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. I do love Tom Hanks. He's definitely one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, love his work, love his filmography. But um, yeah, so we're going to be doing our top five Tom Hanks movies of all time. And we are also going to be breaking them down, reviewing them. Uh, we're going to have some trivia to do for you as well. Trivia game for Tom Hanks. Uh, We'll wait to tell you who it's gonna. The trivia game's gonna be between. We don't want to spoil it just yet, but and, and uh, give it away. But basically, it's gonna be a, a Tom Hanks-filled episode, and we're excited. We can't wait to uh, show that for you and uh, talk about some great, great Tom Hanks, uh, some great Tom Hanks films over the years. So I'm really excited. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. And uh, yeah, we might do. We yeah. might do an overall. Uh, are we doing an overall? Uh, we might, we might, yeah. I think the idea is that we're gonna like each discuss our top five, and then we're gonna like try to like combine it into one top five, which I'm sure is gonna lead to conversations like, is Forrest Gump gonna be in this? Like, what about Ooh. Toy Story three or two or one or four? Right. <laughs> like, what about Saving Private Ryan? I know that Saving Private Ryan didn't make it to all of our top five lists, but what about I his like, supporting roles? Yes. Yeah, oh, like roles. catch me if you can. I mean. Tom Hanks has done so much, and there's a lot of it is so memorable. Like I don't even think some of his like best work made it into the list that we made. So uh, to, between the three of us, but, but I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, look, thanks guys, thanks so much for for you know coming on the show and being a part of this. This is a new thing that we're doing now. Uh, it's gonna be Brian, me, and Mags. We're we're gonna be doing this every week. The goal is to celebrate, you know, our movie fandom, our, our what we're watching on TV, and then you know we'll occasionally get into some other stories too. What's going on in in the world? We do some news analysis content as well. But yeah, next week is Tom Hanks Top Five. It's been fantastic uh, for you to have you know have joined us on the show, Brian. And Mags, I just I just so wanna. 
Yeah, and I just want to tell Thank everybody you. out there one last thing, too, before we let them go. I promise you I will fix my lighting for uh, next episode. The lighting is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I that's, see myself. That's that window so is destroying you, your lighting. Like, it's totally like you're, <laughs> you're the, backlit. Somebody turn the lights off. I can't. I, I just don't know where. <laughs> I, I think you mean with somebody where? please turn the lights on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I, I think it's important to mention me and Brian are in the process of relocating. So at this stage in time, Dan is the only one who's set up, ready to go and professionally fixed. <laughs> yeah, we will be fixed. We'll, we'll get on his level pretty soon, we promise. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, I, I, I got a microphone. Got a nice camera. Yeah, I love you. We'll, we'll figure Everything. it out. We'll, 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 we'll get, get there. there. We'll get we'll, there, yeah. We will definitely get there. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank, thanks, for, thanks for watching, guys. Um, uh, if you have found us for the first time, we really look forward to having you again next week. Please like and subscribe. Comment in, in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what you think and let us know what kind of topics you'd like for us to cover. And definitely join us next week for Tom Hanks' Top 5. And until then, it's yep. been Also oh Curious, where it's three curious minds trying to tell time with Brian, Daniel, and Max. So we will talk to you next week. It's been a Bye pleasure, now. guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> see ya.